0: Are you ready to have an open and honest discussion about sex and spiritual wellness without secrets, censorship, or barriers? This is Unbuckled with your host, Christy Ann Bella. In this program, there are no topics that are off the table, from religion to health, feelings to sexuality. Get ready to hear from some incredible people. And now, here's Christy Ann Bella
1: hello and welcome i am Christiane bella and you are listening to unbuckled i am your resident intimacy architect here to help you unbuckle all things sexual spiritual and otherwise and today we are just diving into life um so up until the last few episodes this podcast has been something that was recorded like way in advance calendared out like you know months months in advance um and I shifted gears for these last few episodes and, and they're happening in real time. So yesterday was Mother's Day um, and this episode is going to air just a few days from Mother's Day. It, uh, it's, it's an interesting way to do it because it's, uh, it's a lot less scripted and a lot more of just my genuine processing. So here we go. So yes, yesterday was Mother's Day. And uh, for those of you who follow, you'll have more of a, a range on my backstory. But uh, just briefly, my family and I became estranged when they uh, stopped speaking to me uh, in uh, December of 2020 when I uh, came forward and called them out on the three generations of abuse that had been occurring in my family. Um, leading to the uh, abuse that occurred in my own life um and and so holidays in general like have taken you know a shift in my life because when you don't have family that's i was very much raised with this like family comes together and and they you know they have these meals and they have these celebrations Um, I was raised in Brooklyn, uh, an Italian Catholic family. So this like very, like very cliche, um, gather round and, and celebrate in, in this very traditional way. Uh, and so, yeah, so to, to compile what's, what's happening right now. Um, and, and the theme of today's show. So the theme of today's show is, is really, is reconciling your energy, um, in the divine feminine and recognizing what it means, uh, for you to identify as, as woman, um, in the face of, of uh, having an estranged or dysfunctional. Uh, relationship with your mother because our our reflections you know even if we like toss binary out the window for a moment just like the sheer reflections of of these archetypes and these images of what mother is and what feminine is that that come from that first imprint that you have with that maternal figure with that Um, initial feminine figure so yes i realized how much of my stuff that is showing up is a result of the the unreconciled things that have been passed passed down um imprints of what one generation told another as to what it meant to be feminine and a woman and uh and the reason why this is all coming to a head um not just on Mother's Day, but, but because my grandmother is in hospice right now, so, so yeah, I reached out yesterday because it was Mother's Day, and um, and my aunt informed me that my grandmother has, has been non responsive, um, and in this like coma esque state, um, and that my mother is here in town, and. It's like I wasn't surprised. Like I honestly I like felt her. Like I I I kind of have this like it's funny, but it's not funny. It's uh it's so funny because it's true. I I get like hives. I get these like crazy hives. It started when I went to see my family at my brother's wedding and like it's like escalated and so oftentimes when something comes up with my family, I get these hives. So I had like broken out in hives. Like a day or two before Mother's Day, and um, and I had been like, you know, just super agitated. Like I woke up on on Mother's Day morning, and uh, before I had heard from my family, and I was just like expressing to my my partner that I was just like, I'm just like so agitated. I just I feel like I want to scream and I want to cry. And I feel like I'm going through like all of the fight, flight, freeze emotions like in this jumbled mess, like one compiled on top of another. And um, and I was doing all my things, you know, like I had I had chanted and I had uh, done some meditation and I uh, had gotten in the hot tub and I was like doing all the things to try to center myself. And I realize like, that's the problem, right? So one of the things that um, I want to untangle with the energy of my mother is this lack of permission to be angry and upset in a healthy way that leads to bottling up and then like exploding. You know, I feel like there's this almost cliched portrayal of women um, you know, with like the the Carrie Underwood style, like angry girlfriend retaliation um, that, yeah, like women are taught to like suppress their anger um, and men are taught to repress their like sensitive emotions. And so there's this like, you know, overwhelm, of anger that then builds up and explodes and then that's usually the moment when men cry right the woman does something really like hulk explosive angry and then that causes the man to have some sort of like super sensitive hysterical crying like breakdown um you know so just really what does it look like to be angry in a healthy way and like how can we give ourselves permission to be with our upset feelings because despite all the work that I do um, to live a heart-centered, loving life, like I still get fucking pissed and annoyed. Um, And so I went to a sound bath yesterday and it's like this breathwork sound bath. And there was a moment when, like, I really felt it in my body. I felt this, like, triangle energy from the exhale <clears throat> um, um, to this, like, two part inhale from the belly to the heart. And just riding this, you know, expansion and release into the unknown and the, like, centering into the self and then expanding through the self. Um, so, you know, the, the anger lives in our core, it lives in our belly. And, and that's, that's like the deepest connection to the mother. I mean, we literally grow from that point. We grow from this like umbilical cord that, that essentially grows like our digestive system, our ability to like feed ourselves and, and connect and receive the nutrients the cells need in order to keep growing and growing the rest of, of who we are. Um, so, yeah, so that, you know, to be in your belly, to be in your body when you're angry. And and this got me thinking about beauty and how we are taught, you know, like pretty, pretty privilege is something that's come up in my world recently. Um, because I think I've, you know, in some ways, like tried not to um get by on like appearances and like try you know but at the same time it's so it's so hard not to be aware of what you look like so if you're taught that your belly is supposed to be flat and tight and have this like tights and you're taught to like suck in your stomach you're you know all the time you're like also your like body is physically constricted in this place where it could be like soft the anger could just like like move like big belly breaths um so I want to give you all some tools I feel like you know I I love talking and I love sharing these stories and I love um getting us to a place where we're having these conversations but I think it's so important to have something you can take away from this, something that you can do on your own, something you can go back and like listen to this and and have like a 10-minute practice or a three-minute practice or whatever it is. Um, So yeah, so in the vein of (laughs) really having compassion and forgiveness for the ways in which we have taught, been taught that like not showing our anger somehow keeps us safe right? Just really having compassion around the idea that um, we're taught, you know, at such a young age that like, um, you know, girls are sugar and spice and everything nice. So to honor your most delicate part is not voided because you have thorns, because you also have rough edges, right? I think it's it's not an either or; it's an and. It's a both and. It's um. It's such a fluid thing, and we think like if someone is angry, once we're like, oh, we're, like you're writing this person person off as being like mean or bitchy or aggressive. We have to have leeway. We have to have like room to be imperfect I think one of the greatest curses that is put upon people in general but I think especially women is this like idea to be perfect and I think the mother archetype is put on such a pedestal and I want to acknowledge the difference between a pedestal and an altar right so I feel like uh, to me a pedestal energy is an energy that puts someone or something an idea an actual like presence um in such a light that it is like the unattainable perfect right i think i think it's what the the bible attempts to warn uh when it talks about false idols um i think it's it's that that space where you think something is unachievable and that you are unworthy as opposed to an altar, which is a place where we go to pay respect and reverence and honor and have ritual and engage with. Right. So, so I feel like, you know, you go to a church and you see Jesus on the cross. That is actually this like disturbing pedestal to me of martyrdom Um, That doesn't serve us. And the same thing with this like Mother Mary, this virgin mother idea. So so you have not only the person who decided to be the mother of fucking God, but she's also gets to stay a virgin at the same time. It's like the most absurd pedestal energy of of what woman is expected to be uh to be like the the most divine glorious best mother in the world the mother to like the next greatest coming of all life as we know it um and also uh the the pure sainted holy uh you know virgin energy so um i feel like women are set up to fail uh, especially through All the, you know, religious doctrine, you know, like you go back to the Eve concept and this idea that it's like woman whose curiosity brings forth sin. Um, and I, I really thought about like family dynamics, you know, like, so I, I have a client who, of course, in the great, brilliant irony and, and hilarity that is the universe. And, (laughs) you know, here I, I'm in a living situation where my family doesn't speak to me, um, And so I feel like I have no, no mother and family. And then I have a client whose children don't speak to her. So she feels like she has like, you know, lost her children. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I think it's like brilliant and revolutionary and, and I honor and I love what, you know, her choices, her choices were to go and establish like happiness in her life and take care of herself first and she stayed connected to her children and you know in the best way that she was able to in those moments um and here you know my family thinks that they did such a great job staying together just because people didn't get divorced or leave or or do anything instead they they martyred themselves in the the servitude um you know, eating last, food is cold. Everybody else, you know, was fed first. Uh, you know, handling all the the housework and having to go and ask for money, ask to 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 have resources to do the things that you want to do. Um, you know, it, it, just yeah, this this like <laughs> this very like indoctrined way to be like subservient. Um, you know, that, that you're supposed to like give up sex on demand, um, and all of these like really dysfunctional things that led to, you know, checked out women having families and kids where like the kids are raising themselves, you know, like, you know, my, my grandmother had no idea that one of her children was like eight months pregnant. Um, she had no idea that like three out of six of her children were molested, uh, Just, you know, checked out and like, you know, and treating things in a way that would seem savage now, you know, to like drug, you know, a three year old for being, you know, too much and you needed to get some sleep. And so you're just like you're drugging your children so that you can get some sleep and this feels like, you know, like there's a lot of wonderful memories I have of my grandmother too. Like, you know, I, I got to sit by her bedside on Easter Sunday and I got to have a beautiful moment reflecting in, in, in the joyful memories. That's the thing is like, we're not all anything. We're not all horrible fuck ups. We're not, all you know, holier than thou. And, and, and people who, um, who are, you know, need to be put on a pedestal where we're such a spectrum of that, um, But yeah, just like thinking about like there, there is no winning, you know, so you leave and you go take care of yourself and your kids are pissed and they feel neglected or you stay around and you don't take care of yourself and your kids are a fucking mess (laughs) because you're, you know, disassociated and, uh, it's, it's, you know, and I'm sure that, that, that men have it in their own way too. Um. I'm just very familiar with it as somebody who's lived their life as a woman. And that's something I've been deconstructing lately is, you know, is my own gender queerness, uh, my own presence of, of redefining with, with the feminine and masculine looks like, um, what it means to be the receiver and the container, um, what it means to be in the flow and, and the giver and, there's something, um, it's in a wonderful book, Who Cooked the Last Supper? And they talk a lot about this awareness that like, you know, if you consider that all humans were on all fours and then at some point people started walking, the, their theory is that women started or what then became woman. Okay. So their theory is that like we're on all fours and we're actually all kind of intersexed. And then at some point we begin to walk and woman becomes like this inner energy becomes, um, this more distinct as we know it now, the, the uterus and the vulva, um, and the vaginal canal. And then man, begins to go outward. Like, so there's almost like this divide that occurs. So, you know, if you you consider that everybody was intersexed and then, you know, somewhere in a spectrum that maybe favored one or the other. And then as we began to walk upright, we're having sex in a different way where our bodies are moving in a different way. And so now there needs to be a more distinct in and out, a more distinct... Uh, way where s- someone is the receiver and someone is the giver. And so I've been thinking about it from like a sheer anatomy point. Are women, you know, when we talk about a vaginal canal, vaginal canal bodies, uh that design it it really is a design that is this more receptive design. It just literally has one more space to receive into and it just so happens to be a space that when things are received it can create miraculous changes and bring forth new life so let's pause on that thought and we will circle back around after this break you are listening to unbuckled i'm your intimacy architect christian bella and we will be right back with more discussing the reconciling of the divine feminine
0: Think about how much sound you hear all the time. Noise, music, your own heartbeat. What is it made of? How does it work? How does it affect you? The universe of music takes you into the particles of life and the beat of living. It is an interactive online masterclass of music and science taught by the internationally renowned musician and scholar Dr. Marcine Bella. Visit theuniverseofmusic.com. That's theuniverseofmusic.com.
1: Are you tired of having the same fight over and over again? Is it hard to remember a time when you felt close to each other? Before you call it quits, do you want to do something to rebuild that spark of intimacy? Of course you do. Ignite the passion like never before with Intimacy Architecture. Text 626-310-5159 to set up your relationship consultation. Again, text 626-310-5159.
0: You are listening to Unbuckled with Christy Ann Bella. Reach out to Christy Ann with any questions or comments at intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. That's intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christy Ann welcomes your emails. Now, back to the show.
1: Hello, and welcome back. I am Christiane Bellier, Intimacy Architect, and we are unbuckling how to reconcile the energy of the divine feminine and the mother. When you see yourself, you know, or see what you what you think you're supposed to model, right? So you're born into this world into um, a very strict black and white, like binary system of, of man and woman. And someone, you know, takes... One look at your, uh, sex organs and is like we're gonna stick you over here, um, and then it begins immediately. Like I remember my mom telling me stories and of, of like oh my hair was in you know in cute little clips and and things, um, when I was still you know in the in the hospital because I came out with so much hair, and uh and they pierced my ears really early on. That's like a tradition and I think a lot of cultures uh, to distinguish this idea of, of the feminine. Um, And it's such a funny thing because the more I'm diving into the rabbit hole of understanding non-binary and gender queer and, um, and what it means to be non-conforming, you know, we see like how it's always just been a matter of social taste and standards, which is pretty much dictated by the most wealthy. You know, when there was a time when men wore wigs and makeup and, and heels and, you know, and those were considered the most baller ass like peacocking uh, men that there were. And, you know, when I think back to like my family, my mom had all sisters, like my grandmother had six girls and they uh, yeah, like watching them all struggle with, with weight and with appearance and with what it meant to be pretty. And my grandmother as well, like one of the reasons, you know, I mean, she's, she's 94. So she's going out with a bang, like she's 94. She wrote a book at 90 years old. Um, She really like, you know, she traveled a ton, like she lived a great life. Um, but she was always concerned about what she looked like. And as a result, was always dieting and always like you know either constipated or had diarrhea so she was like constantly popping um correct dolls and and like you know laxatives and um so yeah so eventually like all her gut lining was all like a fucking mess and she had some kind of thing that meant i mean she could hardly eat anything anymore towards the end um she was like you know all these allergies and all these things you can't have like seeds and and whatever. So it's, you know, the, the idea of being beautiful on the outside, having no awareness of, of your insides and your body, um, no real connection. You know, I, I wasn't taught. Um, I have a great episode you can listen to uh, about periods when I talked to the founder of Hate the Dot which is a, uh, a wonderful organization that helps to honor like the period cycle. But yeah, I mean, I definitely was taught like <clears throat> that it was a curse and, um, you know, not given any sort of information about my body or pleasure or um, healthy masturbation or, and I mean, anything, you know, my, my mother was a virgin. Her mother was a virgin. And that was, that was it. Like, it's actually a chapter in my grandmother's book where she talks about, um, a lesson that actually didn't even come from her mother. It came from her mother-in-law. Um, my great grandma Sadie, you know, in it, because she here, my, my grandfather, um, I think was like six years older than her. She was, yeah like 13 or 14 or something and he was like he had you know he had gone off to war so he was at least 18 (laughs) um and you know that if they were gonna like be alone in the room together that my 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 grandmother was like responsible to say like hey you can't put your hand you know you can have your hand on my knee or on my shoulder but like that's it um and that was a lesson my my great grandma Sadie, you know, gave me too, was like, oh, you can like let a gentleman only go so far. Um and it goes back to this idea of this, like this making holy the virgin. And there's there's a wonderful episode um with a doctor from South Africa who's amazing and it's called uh, debunking the virginity myth, where we talk about, yeah, again, it's a social construct. Like I think, you know, <laughs> that is like that is the scary thing that we're um, all realizing right now, or maybe not all of us, but a lot of us are realizing that a lot of the things that we thought, okay, this is set, this is in place, like we know what this is, like we can identify this, we've labeled it, you know, we were very scientific about it, um, and, and and so it has a structure, and it's like, there we are, we are man, we are woman, and this is what that means, um, that it was, you know, it was all a made up story and, and it begat many, 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 many other made up stories. Uh, and that has affected everything. It has affected how we show up in the world. Um, even if you're showing up as non-binary, you're still like affected by it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I thought about it as something as simply, you know, I've been rearranging my house to um, accommodate uh, a space so I'll have a guest room where clients can actually come stay and do like deeper integrative work and be here as guests and the uh, yoga studio healing um, and intimacy architecture uh, office space will have a sauna so it's like you know becoming this full-on healing center that I'm super excited to share. Uh, And in the process of doing that, I had to rearrange clothes and closets. And I realized, you know, like I have pants. My husband does not have skirts. (laughs) He does not have dresses in his closet. But I have a lot of like a lot of his jackets and shirts were in my closet. And some of my shirts and like uh, things were in his closet. But, you know, this idea that clothing has, has a gender and an identity and the type of uh you know hairstyle that we have like um i remember my dad telling me you know about his mom like yelling at him to like cut his hair and you know and how frowned upon that was um that that you know this idea that what you look like externally is is like a representation. And and yes, like we we did. We decided that as a society. We decided at some point, you know, we changed from from the wigs and, and the makeup and the heels uh to other forms and you know and then and then eventually wigs and makeup and heels, if a man did that, it, it became more like they're in drag, not that they're some sort of like elite a uh, high status socialite um but it's like we we made it up to begin with so it's like we can decide to change it and and you can only change it if you're willing to go into an unknown place into an uncharted place And I think that's, you know, when we talk about reconciling the mother, the mother feels somehow most certain, you know, the, the, there is a certain level of reassurance with the mother that, that things are going to go in, in a specific direction, um, that there is going to be like loving and nurturing and um and care for for the offspring and and then if that doesn't happen I feel like you know I I have questioned for years what it meant to be a woman because I I chose not to have kids um and times when I thought about having kids like what did that mean and what did that look like to like be a mother and and how that affected how i see myself when i think of myself as feminine and it's such a convoluted place because my mother she you know she wasn't really her authentic self she was just like like a copy you know like you know when when they make old school like xerox copies and like one would be like faded towards the end like that's how i feel like i like i was like the faded more diluted version you know but it's like you know, my grandmother watched her mother and her mother-in-law who she idolized. Like that's, you know, what she wrote her book about was like her relationship with her mother-in-law um, and the wisdom, her, her pearls of wisdom. And, and so, and then she had six daughters and she passed that wisdom, that same chain of, of thought onto them. Um, and it was passed on to me, but like, it didn't take because I saw the little bit of, of, you know, discourse my mom had with it like my you know my mom admitted to me that like she really just wanted to be an accountant and you know but she was told that she needed to like get married and have kids you know that that's like that was her job you know like that was what was going to make her life fulfilling and whole and complete and that's just you know what we do you go find a husband so that you have financial security and and you know and some kind of protection in life and then and then you teach this, you know, onto your other, uh, the other women that come into your world. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, if my mom, I speculate that my mom is an asexual person, um, who would have been very happy being an accountant and actually not having a, a sex life. Um, and, and being, you know, a, a very, Uh, gender-neutral, you know, Uh, because she was not a feminine woman. Like, she did not, like... uh, She wasn't into, like, putting on makeup and, like, doing her hair. Like, it was, you know... It was a thing. It was, like, only if, like, we were going someplace special did she, like, do her makeup and her hair and whatever. Um, You know, and I have other aunts, like, very different, you know, who loves clothes, who, like you know um definitely like doesn't leave the house without makeup you know (laughs) like makes a point every day to like make sure like everything looks like really perfect it's it's interesting to have i i had a lot of different views of of womanhood but they they were all drenched in in something very similar which is that you know they they repress their anger uh eventually blew up and And they really were so concerned about being socially accepted for how they looked, you know? Um, I think we, we can't, we can't waste time with that almost, you know, and it's so fucked up because there is something, you know, like your message gets across differently when, especially in this world where, you know, people can see everything Um, how, how do you not like get stuck worrying about that stuff and instead do, do the showing up that you need to do regardless of, of if it's perfect or not. Um, and I think some of that comes from just changing, changing that perspective of, of being on a pedestal to really like coming to the altar of yourself, coming to the altar of yourself to honor and love and respect all parts of you and and to give a voice to that angry part of you that it has a right to be heard um and i think there's a way to do that with you know with still honoring nonviolent communication and and making a point to check in with partners and say hey i need to take time to like share what i'm i'm feeling and express what i'm feeling yeah a space to to allow yourself to witness your emotions instead of manipulating them to be what what a good woman does or how a good woman behaves so yes i i've been working a lot on forgiving forgiving my mother um as i forgive myself and society at large and and allowing myself the space to to write a new script and a new story and a new idea and a new definition, because it's all something we created like femininity and womanhood. It's really a social construct. Um, and we get to change that. And I think part of the quest to changing it is first to really like respect, you know, the efforts that I think were truly made, um, in an attempt to be safe. Like, you know, it's like I witness men having power. I, I believe that the gateway to power is through men. So then that means I have to be a good woman. So I'm going to behave a certain way so that I feel safer and thus, you know, and protected by the power. But, you know, having sovereignty and awareness um, and feeling, empowered within your own self and recognizing it is not power over anyone. It's power alongside and it's power within and um, it's permission to really understand the fullness of your power. And that is, is for me, the space where I'm, I'm reckon reconciling, you know, I'm reconciling the power of, a voice I think it's fascinating that like you know my mother and my grandmother are both like deaf um my mom is like deaf in one ear my grandmother is going out like pretty much hearing impaired in both ears um that's so tied into like expression and voice and and my grandmother actually did make huge leaps and bounds like she you know she went to therapy when no one else in at that time was going to therapy. So she, she did make, you know, uh, she, she moved that, that pebble, um, and I'm able to move it farther. And, you know, that's, that's just, yeah, that's just really, you know, to me, the path of forgiveness for what, you know, what I was shown and how I was raised like you know my brothers were out doing whatever the fuck they wanted and I was like cleaning and cooking and like my mom decided to go back to work and so I was like you know the built-in nanny and left to raise myself and them because that's what her mother did um i remember when my mom she would always like send me off to like go live with other people when she like could deal with me and then i found out that like that's something my grandmother also did um you know so <sighs> It, it is, you know, knowing knowing that someone's best isn't always what you need um, and that's okay and that's where you get to show up and and shift the energy for yourself. So then you start to express your needs, right? I think that's a key piece in shifting before it even becomes anger is to express, you know, the needs that you have um, and to to do so knowing that they may not all be met and that doesn't mean that you aren't worthy. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, a key piece in reconciling our, our femininity is reconciling our worthiness. You know, when if, if you go back to the idea that it, like a physical design is in place of being able to receive more, there, there is this tendency then to an emotion of feeling unworthiness, of, feel, of feeling this, this open space that's waiting to be filled. Um, And so how, you know, how can we fill that for ourselves? And that's where we're going to do some meditation. And um, I'm actually going to take the last few moments of this show and lead you through a meditation. So this is not something I recommend that you do while you're driving. You should definitely, you know, listen to this part of the podcast when you are seated somewhere comfortable or where you can lay down, where you can just like really focus on the meditation and on uh, doing the work. And this is a, a great meditation for anyone to do, but I think especially for those of us who were, you know, presented with the idea of woman and and taught how we were supposed to reflect woman um, to be able to show up in a way that is shifting and and healing that dynamic and to be within the um, the healthy balance of our nurturing. And our full expression of all range of emotions that include uh, frustration and anger and disappointment and um, to be able to to receive in a healthy way and not just settle for fillers. So with that said, um, we're going to do a meditation that focuses on um, so your the eggs that made you were inside your mother when your mother was an egg inside your grandmother. Like that DNA has existed for strands upon strands of generations, right? Eggs inside eggs inside eggs. So so that's the focus of our meditation. Um, So we're going to take our hands. We're going to rub our hands together. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through the nose. (sighs) Exhale out the mouth. Just do that a few more times. (sighs) and really breathe in through the belly breathe in feel the chest expand breathe out the mouth three more deep breaths and now bring the hands and just rest them on the heart and feel the energy from the fingertips the awakeness of the hands the pulsing your heart beating and just really coming into your body Every breath bringing you into your body. you can begin to see the energy moving as you exhale, moving down the spine. As you inhale, moving this diagonal creating a triangle from the pelvic floor floating above you, above the center of the body. Making this point. If you were to draw a line from that space in between your belly and your heart right at the end of your ribs and you were to draw a line straight from your body out into the air. and Then coming back down, making a triangle, coming down the other side, meeting at your heart and back towards the top of your spine as the exhale goes down the spine and the inhale comes in two parts, up, at a diagonal from the pelvic floor, the belly expands and then crescendoing like a a crest of a wave coming down and towards the heart. Exhale down the spine, inhale in two parts, up from the pelvic floor, out through the belly, out into the center of the universe and down towards the heart. Exhaling out. Inhale, two parts. You can sip the inhale in through the nose. Feel the inhale rising and exhaling down the spine. And just really visualize this triangle, this line of energy moving down the spine. When you hit the pelvic floor, it's moving out into the universe. It's moving out from the universe in towards the heart and back down again. You're breathing, exhale completely. Inhale, two parts. Keep that breath going as, as you continue with that breath. Really go in, go all the way into your belly button, all the way in through the vaginal canal. See deep into the organs, see into that space where your intestines and your uterus, all that lower body energy, that lower triangle that connects the pelvic floor and the digestive system. And as you breathe, breathing into that even more, the expansion of that energy and see down to the tiniest speck, down to the tiniest cell, see the energy, every little cell that makes you up and feel that, feel that microscopic space, those minute, tiny places. Feel the comfort of that smallness, that delicateness deep inside, and how all those little pieces connect. And see, see that egg energy, that tiny little embryo energy. And that egg inside, (coughs) inside your mother's womb, inside her mother's womb. And you begin to see it almost like, Russian stacking dolls, the egg inside the body, inside the womb, 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 going on for generations. And see a green light, this beautiful heart-centered light glorious green light, almost like a piece of fluorite green with that edges of, of the pinks and purples as the heart expands and connects into that divine third eye energy. It's this love. It's the love to all the eggs inside all the bodies inside all the wombs inside all the eggs inside all the bodies inside all the wombs inside all the eggs inside all the bodies inside all the wombs inside all the eggs inside all the bodies inside of all the wombs. This energy of love. That radiates and permeates through all the cells of all the eggs of all the bodies and all the wombs That bring forth the life that bring you into your body to your moment, to your breath right now. Exhaling down the spine, inhaling, expanding out and up into the universe. Inhaling even more, sip in the air as the heart expands Exhale, letting it drop out. Do a few more of those breaths. And start to ground the energy. Start to bring the energy back in, back into your body. Begin to tap your hands on your chest. Two more cycles of breath. Tap your hands down your chest, down all the way towards your thighs. Last exhale. And then inhale. Reach your arms up, up into the air. Take a deep breath. Hold the breath in. Engage your pelvic floor. Feel this root energy rooting and rising, engaging all the way up to the top. And then exhale, sweep your arms down. Good. Just let yourself settle for a moment. And then we're going to finish with JJ Ma. So JJ Ma is a wonderful chant to do to connect in to that energy of all that has come before you and all that will come, all that is that receptive energy to receive with compassion, to receive in the purest way of of honoring your already completeness, so we'll end with a few JJ mas. Take a deep breath in. J Ma 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 J J a deep breath and Just bring your hands to your body maybe one hand on the belly one hand on the heart just really connecting to yourself with appreciation with love for all the mothering energy that nurtured us and may we see the nurturing energy in everything beyond the, the binary and understand how to care for ourselves and accept ourselves Thank you so much for joining me on this adventure to reconcile the mother energy. I am Christiane Bella, and this has been Unbuckled. Blessings to you.
0: Thank you for listening to Unbuckled. You can join Christiane Bella for another program with amazing guests, stories, and advice every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to check out our new show coming soon.